Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. to Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. It is a pretty gross Sunday morning here in Kansas City. I am your host, Stephen Soto. Thank you guys for joining us this morning. You can hear us every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Text text line 69306. Go ahead and get your lineup questions in. I will try to answer those throughout the show to the best of my ability. I promise not to tell anyone to flip a coin this week. I will tell you who to start. But if you ask me dumb things like who you should play, like when it comes to a player like DeAndre Hopkins, I'm going to tell you to flip a coin because DeAndre Hopkins should be in your lineup every week. It doesn't matter who he's playing. But uh, coming up a little later this evening around five, at 520 is the Arrowhead Pride all, or Arrowhead Pride Tailgate presented by Albright Buick GMC Cadillac. Pete Sweeney, Mike Wicket, those guys are going to take you right up to kick off of the Chiefs monster Sunday night matchup in New England. We'll talk about that game here in a little bit, but let's go ahead and get into some matchups. We don't have a lot of time this morning, so we got to get going. We're diving right into this thing. So, I I mean, so the first matchup of today, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to go get loaded. That is my get-loaded matchup of the week. That is the one that I most condone each and every week, that if you're playing in a DFS lineup this week, this is the matchup where you really want to stack some players. Jameis Winston is starting this week. He's not a sleeper. I mean, he he he's being billed as a sleeper this week, I suppose, but in my mind, he's not necessarily a sleeper. I picked him up in multiple leagues, and I plan on starting him because as you, if you listen to me every Sunday morning, you know... You should pick up Jameis Winston. You should start Jameis Winston, especially against this Atlanta Falcons team because their defense is just absolutely decimated. I'm still disappointed about it because I really had high hopes for that Atlanta Falcons defense this season. There's nothing they can do about it when they've got the type of injuries that they have. And Tampa Bay's offense has been very good. I I mean, Jameis Winston, even coming in for Ryan Fitzpatrick, they were on bye last week. Previous to that, they were getting blown out by the Chicago Bears. Jameis Winston came in after halftime, and he had a, he had a decent game. Um, one thing that's mind-boggling, bob and, I, and I, I owe this one to our guy, Charge, who you can catch with uh, Dusty Likens on the practice squad coming up at 1045. He said earlier this week, the numbers for Mike Evans when it comes to Ryan Fitzpatrick or Jameis Winston are mind-boggling. Mike Evans is a very average receiver with Jameis Winston as quarterback, and he almost <laughs> doubles his numbers when, when Ryan Fitzpatrick is in at quarterback. So that's a little concerning for Mike Evans, but considering the matchup, you're still starting Mike, Mike Evans. Like You can't bench Mike Evans against this Atlanta Falcons team that is just getting roasted 
by everyone right now. And Cameron Brait was another big name on the waiver wire this week, or I mean, even last week too, even though they were on by because he is a guy that Jameis Winston loves. He just scores touchdowns like 20. He's got a touchdown, like, like 14 touchdowns the last 26 games. He's played with Jameis Winston. The only thing was OJ Howard was banged up and OJ Howard was really coming on early in the season. OJ Howard looked like he was starting to make his ascent to one of those top end tight ends. And he's got all the athletic ability in the world. And I love OJ Howard and OJ Howard was injured, but then they had a bye week and now it sounds like OJ Howard's going to play. So if you're desperate at tight end, yeah, you can probably still play Cameron Brait today because Jameis Winston's going to give him the looks. I just don't know that you can bank on Cameron Brait getting those looks if O.J. Howard's in there because O.J. Howard is the much better player. As far as Chris Godwin goes, I think you can play him today. I mean, you're, you should play anybody against Atlanta. Chris Godwin's catching touchdowns. He's getting the targets. He's going to get the looks, so he should be in your lineup. As far as Tampa Bay's running backs go, they have been absolutely brutal. Ronald Jones was a healthy and active for the first three weeks of the season. But prior to the bye week, he did kind of have like a 50-50 split with Peyton Barber because Peyton Barber has just been absolutely brutal. I still don't like either one of the running backs, even though the matchup says that someone could put up some numbers in this game. Maybe Ronald Jones is, you know, I told our guy Reggie from Anaheim to drop him a couple of weeks ago. I'm still on the Ronald Jones should probably not be on a roster for now, but he's somebody that, you know, if he continues to see an uptick in work, he's obviously got more talent than Peyton Barber. I mean, they took him in the second round, so he's got talent to be productive, so he's somebody to at least keep an eye on. Now, on Atlanta's side, obviously you're playing Julio Jones. That goes without saying, and I think you're playing Matt Ryan today because Tampa Bay is just as bad on defense as Atlanta is. So you got to play Matt Ryan. You got to play Julio Jones. As far as Calvin Ridley and Muhammad Sanu go, I think you're deploying both of those guys as well. Tampa Bay is one of the worst teams in the NFL at guarding the slot. Muhammad Sanu will run out of the slot majority of the time. Muhammad Sanu's had three straight pretty solid games. And that's even with Calvin Ridley being a touchdown monster in two out of the last three games. He's a little quiet last week, but I think he's going to get back this week because there should be a lot of points in this game. No Devontae Freeman today. That means Tevin Coleman is shooting up rankings. Tevin Coleman should absolutely be in your lineup. Although Edo Smith continues to seal goal line carries from Tevin Coleman. That has me a little bit worried about Coleman's value this week, but the matchup is just too good to not play Coleman. <laughs> Steelers and Bengals. I seriously considered making this my loaded matchup of the week because this one's going to be fun as well. James Conner should be in your lineup. Dolphins are absolutely god-awful, or the Bengals are absolutely god-awful against the run. And this might be James Conner's last week as a bell cap. Steelers are on by next week. Le'Veon Bell is expected to return to the team. And traditionally, Mike Tomlin's not a, a committee guy. Mike Tomlin's not a guy who's going to split... 50-50 carries with running backs. Now, that being said, I mean, it's been a long time since the Steelers have had two runners that seem to be this talented. Now, I know James Conner is talented, and I've said as much the past few weeks. I'm just not convinced that James Conner is quite as talented as Le'Veon Bell. I think Le'Veon Bell should still be the bell cow running back, but I don't know. Like, I, I, there, There's conflict with Bell and that team, it seems like, because it seems like you know we saw a lot of his offensive linemen call him out for holding him out and putting himself above the team and all that stuff. Roethlisberger's done the same thing because we know how Big Ben is. Big Ben will throw anyone under the bus because it's never his fault. So that's something to keep an eye on. I mean, if you have people willing to make significant trade offers for you, I'm probably listening to them. Obviously, you're starting Antonio Brown. Obviously, you're starting 
Juju this week. That goes without saying. And I think you can start Vance McDonald. I know he was quiet last week, but Vance McDonald's got a very good matchup. Titans have scored against the Bengals in all but two games this season, so they're giving up points to the position. So I think that Vance McDonald's somebody you can deploy. Joe Mixon's been great when he's played this year. Steelers, if they've done anything good on defense, though, it's holding running back yardage down throughout the season. But even with that, they're still letting running backs get in the end zone. They're giving up points. Mixon is making sure the Bengals have absolutely no doubts when Giovanni Bernard comes back. Mixon should be a bell cow. He is a running back one. He should be in your lineup. A.J. Green's obviously in your lineup. And I'm playing Tyler Boyd today because we know that this Steelers defense is just not very good against the pass. Prior to last week, Boyd was kind of quiet last week, but prior to that, he had had over 90 yards or a touchdown in three straight games, and I think he gets back to that today. And what should be a shootout, even though it is a kind of tough divisional matchup, but Andy Dalton's actually been great against the Steelers recently. His last three matchups, he's gone over 300 yards and scored at least two touchdowns. So Andy Dalton's a guy who should be in your lineup today. And C.J. Uzoma is a tight end taking over for Tyler Eifert, who suffered a season-ending injury. He's actually was doing decent before Eifert went down. He was getting a fair amount of work, and the Steelers are the second-worst team in the NFL when it comes to giving up tight end points. So I think he is a deep sleeper, especially if you need help at the tight end position. He's a guy that I really, really like this week. (laughs) Chargers at Browns. Chargers defense is hurt. Really hurt. Like, their defense had a shot to be really, really good this season, and they've been really, really banged up. Chargers are giving up two touchdowns a game to opposing throwers. Dave Njoku hasn't scored a touchdown in nine straight games going back to last season, but I feel like that's going to change today because Baker is really starting to look in Joku's way. He's finally starting to. His numbers are trending upwards, and it's only a matter of time until he has a really productive game and finally makes you feel good about where you probably drafted him. I've gotten Joku in a couple of leagues. I am absolutely playing him today. And Baker Mayfield, while in a season-long league, I'm probably not playing Baker Mayfield today because I don't have that confidence in him quite yet, but he's trending upwards And he is a sneaky DFS play because the Chargers just aren't that good on defense right now. They've just got too many injuries, and they can be exploited in multiple ways. As far as the Browns' runners go, I'm probably staying away from that one today. Like, I don't need to spend much time on Jarvis Landry, but then when you look at their running backs, Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, Nick Chubb, you're not playing Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's getting like two to three carries a game. It's not really a factor. He had a monster game a couple weeks ago, but he broke off two really long touchdown runs. Duke Johnson's actually taking a lot of snaps away from Carlos Hyde now, however, and that's concerning. Carlos Hyde's been the bell cow guy. He's the guy that's getting all of the carries, so you don't really have to worry about that from Duke Johnson, but what you do have to worry about is the passing game, which is what Duke Johnson excelled at last season, and it seems like Todd Haley is trying to get Duke Johnson more involved as it was more of a 50-50 type of thing in terms of snaps last week. So I actually kind of like Duke Johnson as a sneaky play as far as the Chargers go. You're obviously playing Melvin Gordon. And I think Austin Eckler is starting to get to a point where, especially if you're if you're running back needy, Austin Eckler is a weekly start. He's only getting 9 to 10 touches a game, but he is making the most out of those every single week. The Browns' defense is good, but the Browns' defense isn't a lead or anything. Yet they're still very young. They still make a lot of mistakes. Austin Eckler has been very productive. He's, like I mentioned last week, it's like the uh, – It's like the Atlanta backfield has been for the past couple of years prior to this season. It was a a very heavy dose of Coleman and Freeman. They were both guys that you could start weekly in your lineups, and I think that's the way it's shaping up with Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. So 
far as Keenan Allen goes, he's been a little quiet lately. He's starting to... I, I, he's, he's been weird lately. He's been good at home, and he hasn't been as good on the road, which is weird considering their home stadium is basically a road stadium. But I think you got to get Keenan Allen in your lineup today because he's going to be running out of the slot, which means he's not going to see a lot of Denzel Ward, the dynamic Browns rookie cornerback. He's got a nice matchup. I think Keenan Allen's going to get a lot of work today. As far as Mike Williams goes, he is expected to see a lot of Denzel Ward, and Denzel Ward has been very, very good. So I am benching, as much as it hurts me to say, Mike Williams this week. (laughs) Seattle at Oakland from Wembley Stadium. I'm kind of upset that this game actually starts at noon and doesn't start at like 8 a.m. I really enjoyed those early start times for those England games. I don't know why they're not doing that this year. But Raiders defense is trash, specifically the run defense. Chris Carson should eat today. He missed a game against the Cardinals for the last two games. He's played. He's gone over 100 yards, gotten the bulk of the carries. Feels like a lock for 100 and a touchdown today. Raiders secondary gets burned deep. Tyler Lockett's been scoring deep all year this year. Doug Baldwin has a shot, but he practiced all week, and that was after he came back last week, and they said that he was healthy last week. He didn't look healthy. He had, like, one target for one yard, did absolutely nothing. Tyler Lockett still seems to be the guy that Russell Wilson's looking at the most this season, so I'm not convinced that Baldwin is fully healthy, so... While he's got a nice matchup, I'm not deploying Baldwin with any confidence. I would lean much more towards Tyler Lockett. On the Raiders' side, Marshawn Lynch has been really good because John Gruden just insists on feeding his running back like it's 1997, and Marshawn Lynch is going to get the work, and Seattle has been pretty bad against the run, and I guess you could say you know, he's playing his old team, so maybe Marshawn's going to have a good game, but he's also been really good, and Derek Carr is not very good right now. He's got more interceptions than touchdowns. Seahawks defense has quietly been really good against opposing quarterbacks and good in the passing game in general. Although, Amari Cooper, if he continues this ridiculous trend of odd weeks and even weeks, every odd week he is absolutely terrible, should not be in your lineup. Every even week he's like a top 10 wide receiver. So I guess it's an even week. You play Amari Cooper this week, although the Seahawks have been pretty, pretty good against the pass. And like I said, I like Marshawn Lynch. Other than that, Jared Cook. Uh, Jared Cook's been good at home. Hasn't been as good on the road, but in a very shallow position in a season-long league, you probably don't have much better options than Jared Cook, so you're probably starting him today. But just know that you probably shouldn't expect like another 100-yard game out of Jared Cook. <laughs> so we actually... I was running a little long, uh, so... We need to hit a quick timeout. We're going to catch up with our guy, Brian Johnson of fanball.com, and then we'll get back to some more matchups a little bit after that. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back in. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Really delights me when Dusty Likens produces this thing for me on Sunday mornings and how excited he gets when we come back from break. And apparently he was speaking to Brian Johnson in a Sean Connery voice for some reason. That is not really how he sounds, Brian, but... Uh, hey, Brian. <laughs> but, uh, you want to talk, you wanna talk some fantasy sports here, Brian? No. What'd you say? You want to talk some fantasy sports here, Brian? 
I, I'm not in an in a accent kind of mood right now. It's <laughs> in and I'm very depressed right now. But don't worry, there is a roof uh, over the Vikings game, so it's not going to affect that yeah. in that regard. But it is snowing right now. Yes, yeah, so I, uh, I heard it is heard it is also snowing in Denver. It's supposed to be, it's actually not that cold here in Kansas City, but it's supposed to drop to like 16 degrees at some point today. So we're not very excited about that either. It was 50 degrees when I woke up this morning. Whatever. Anyways, enough about the weather, right? <laughs> Too much to talk about. Yes. Yes, we do have a lot to talk about where I want to start this week with you, Brian. You can follow him on Twitter, by the way, at BTXJ. Le'Veon Bell and James Conner. We've been talking about it for several weeks now. James Conner's been very productive as the number one running back for the Steelers. Uh, they are headed to a bye after this week's matchup against the Bengals. Le'Veon Bell supposedly is reporting, although I just saw a report out this morning that the Steelers are claiming they have not heard from Le'Veon Bell since he said that he was planning on returning during their bye week in week seven. So if you're a Bell owner, if you're a Connor owner, Brian, what should you be doing right now? What can you do to plan ahead for the future if you haven't done something already? Well, I was honestly hoping you weren't asking anything along these lines. <laughs> it's such a loaded <laughs> question. You know, there's so many things uh, to take into account. Like, is this a dynasty league, first off, or is it just a redraft league? And like you said, are you, do you own both backs? Do you, do you own just Connor? Do you own just Bell? I think I'm just going to address it from the side of you own Bell right now, but not Connor. Um, yeah, you've been sitting on Bell for a long time. He's about to make his return next week, supposedly. Um but I'd still sell him to the, the Connor owner at this point in any format, whether it's redraft, you know, especially Empire or Dynasty. Uh, Bell's got not a lot of tread left on his, on his almost tires, in my opinion, even with all the, uh, the holding out he's been doing. Yeah. So James Connor owners are bummed. They know his uh, time's up as the, the lone back there. So I, I, I uh, attack those owners right now. Uh, with or you know Maybe even next week, either this week or next week. It doesn't matter. But I try to trade Bell to the Connor owner. I think they'll be pretty uh, desperate to acquire and get a nice return. And we know he's, we know Bell is a wildly talented player, but he has been getting run into the ground for a long time there in Pittsburgh. And we have no idea if he's actually going to show up. We have no idea what type of shape he's really in. Like he's always stayed in pretty good shape, but you know, being out of football for that long is going to wear on anyone. So I would just be concerned about that in general. Um, looking at, looking at uh, the Chicago Bears who are coming off of a bye week now. I'm kind of concerned with Jordan Howard right now as he he just he's been okay this year but over the past couple of games he's been pretty quiet. He's only averaging like 2.5 yards per carry or something horrendous like that. And the past game which was a blowout win against the Buccaneers prior to their bye week, Tariq Cohen was actually quite a bit more productive. Is there any reason to worry about Jordan Howard right now? Um a little bit but that Past is the past right now. I don't think they're, they're trying to, you know, phase Jordan Howard out of their <laughs> their game plan yeah. by any means. It just really hasn't really worked out for him thus far. But this is a game where he can smash and, you know, bounce back in a big way. Uh, and it doesn't matter if Tannehill is starting or Brock Osweiler. Miami is going to struggle big time uh, yeah. against the Bears defense, one would think, uh, which should be very positive game script for Howard. And, uh, yeah, I, if, you can, if you still make trades right now, you know, no uh, BS, you know, veto period, and they just go through. Like, if you're in the real big boy league, uh, I would try to acquire Howard right now if you're running back hungry. So I'm buying low on him. I have him. And uh, after today, uh, if, he, if he doesn't go over 100 total yards in the touchdown, I'll be shocked. 
Uh, yeah. But after today, his, his price has been stabilized. So I like Howard a lot in this game. I've got him in multiple leagues, so I am hoping that he bounces back this week. Um, looking at another struggling running back, your uh, Minnesota Vikings, Dalvin Cook. He's been banged up this season. Even when he has played, he hasn't been very productive. I'm curious what your thoughts are moving forward with Dalvin Cook. Is he a guy that you're looking to move? But I'd be even concerned with trying to move him because I don't know that you can really get a whole lot for him right now. Yeah, well, first off, not my Minnesota Vikings. I'm a lonely Giants fan up here, and that's, oh, I that's know a that. bad place to be. But at least we do have a, a running back. That's the one thing, right? But, uh, but yeah, Dalvin Cook, uh, first off, you can't play him today. They're saying 20 to 30 snaps. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's a no-go. And uh, I don't I don't understand why they're having him play a little bit if he's not 100%. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's another tough question. Uh, he's got a, a tough stretch uh, going forward, the Vikings do, in terms of running back uh, opponents. But I know in the in the, the, champion, the, the fantasy championships, he had Miami and Detroit, which are great matchups. But you don't know if he's going to be healthy then, what's going on. That's just a, a very muddy backfield. So uh, I don't think you can sell Cook now because you've spent too much draft capital on him. I know some people will oppose that, that notion, but... I don't know. You're not going to get a good enough return right now, so I would still hold Cook and hope that you know he ramps up his <laughs> snap percentage yeah. moving forward. But uh, you can acquire him cheap. So if you're in a good spot and you know you don't need wins in the next few weeks, and you think you can sit on Cook for a while, I try and buy a little on him. Sure. Looking at the uh, Eagles' backfield now, that uh, we got a uh, we got a good look at them Thursday night against the Giants. And, you know, Jay Ajayi went on the IR, he tore his ACL, and so now it's Corey Clement, Wendell Smallwood, maybe Darren Sproles will be back at some point and eat into that, eat into those carries for those guys. For some reason, Doug Peterson is just dead set on a committee style with his running backs, but is there any one of those guys that you would rather have over another moving forward this year? No. <laughs> I, I said the know. same thing. Was, I was like, I'm Clement, just staying away Clement from it. Like the, yeah, I'd stay in a way. But Clement looked like the guy on Thursday night, you know, slightly over Smallwood, when it seemed like Smallwood would get the majority of the snaps of Clement coming off injury. So he seems to be the guy, if I had to choose one, uh, I'd be most comfortable with him. He's probably going to get more of the goal line work. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's, you know. Well, Sean McCoy would have been interesting, but supposedly those rumors are uh, just rumors. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'd go Clement slightly over Smallwood, but that's a mess. I saw a report on the LaShawn McCoy rumors that said that maybe the Bills are interested in it, but they also don't want to trade McCoy that much, so they were, they're they asking quite a bit for a 30-year-old running back. Doesn't really make sense to me for a team yeah. that's not going anywhere this year. But, hey, they love LaShawn McCoy. So, Jameis Winston, one of the hottest names on the waiver wire this week. He's obviously got a juicy matchup against a terrible Falcons defense. I actually picked him up in multiple leagues, and in playing him this week. But what do you think the outlook is for Jameis Winston moving forward? We know Ryan Fitzpatrick was lights out for a few weeks. They've got tons of talent on that offense. I'm curious if you think Jameis Winston is a guy that you can actually lean on as a starting quarterback. Yeah, I think so. Moving forward, and, you know, after today, he's going to be tough to acquire. He should have a, another great game. He's last three games against Atlanta. And this is back when Atlanta had a, a, a much better defense than its fans right now. Winston, starting with his most recent 299 and three, 261 and three, 281 and four touchdowns. <laughs> so 
10 touchdowns over his last three. He's going he's gonna to do great today. And, uh, you know, that's a soft division when it comes uh, to at least uh, defending the pass, in my opinion. And uh, that running game is kind of a mess, too, for Kansas yeah. State. And uh, they've got great weapons. And Mike Evans, obviously, Deshaun Jackson, still got some fantastic tanks. Chris Godwin is uh, an emerging star in my mind tonight, a big time threat in the red zone. And so are Brayton and OJ Howard, two great tight ends. So, yeah, if Winston keeps his nose clean and, uh, you know, focuses all on football and not on uh, how his Uber driver looks, then uh, he should be good to go. And I think he will be a top 12 option moving forward. I really love OJ Howard. So I am, I'm hoping that he comes back in and he's healthy today and Jameis Winston figures out how to get him the ball because I think O.J. Howard's a wildly talented player. Uh, we talked a little bit last... to mention, uh, real quick, Kansas A's defense sucks. So they're going to be chasing points. Yes, yes, they are. They are absolutely awful. The Bucks and the Falcons are those defenses. You just play everybody against them any given week because you can score on them <laughs> at will, basically. So... Looking at the uh, Seattle Seahawks, I know we talked a little bit last week about Russell Wilson. Doug Baldwin was supposedly healthy last week, and he did absolutely nothing. Uh, I know a lot of people probably put put him back in their lineups, expecting him to be Russell Wilson's go-to wide receiver, and he was a non-factor. Tyler Lockett continues to produce, though. He continues to be one of Russell's uh, deep threats, and Russell seems to keep finding him deep down the field for touchdowns. Is Tyler Lockett the guy to own if you're going to own any Seahawk right now outside of Chris Carson? Yeah, or uh, shockingly, maybe it's Nick Vanette, who uh, has a good matchup today against the Raiders. But uh, no, it, it looks like uh, Lockett. Uh, Carson, you know, is the lead back, but they really like Mike Davis, you can tell. When they're both health, healthy, Davis is at least getting 30% of those touches. So, uh, yeah. yeah, Lockett's looking really good. Uh, but, you know, Baldwin supposedly will be. Well, like you said, he was supposedly healthy last week. Didn't look at but supposedly healthier this week. So, but uh, yeah, Lockett's been great, and uh, basically Russell Wilson's most reliable target. And when it comes to health, he's been way more reliable than Doug Baldwin. He goes seems to be questionable. And again, we're talking about another defense that's not too good. And uh, Seattle will be throwing a lot, and Russell Wilson surprisingly not running a lot. So uh, yeah. yeah, he leans on Lockett a lot. He looks like the guy. Solid. Uh, Pretty much a solid wide receiver two option at this point, especially in PPR. Brian, tell the people how they can win money at fanball.com today. Uh, same, uh, running back the same BOGO as last week. Go to fanball.com slash radio. Enter the $30,000. Take me to charge um, GPP 6K to first. Uh, buy the first entry, then uh, we'll spit the second one. And uh, you can also enter eight more times if you want. It's uh, 10 entry max, uh, which is far less than the other guys, of course. We say that all the time. Where you go up against uh, 150 algorithmized entries or whatever you want to call them. But uh, not a fanball, so check it out. Fanball.com slash radio. And as always, go Chiefs. Thank you very much, Brian. We will talk to you next week. See you, Stephen. Brian Johnson, fanball.com. You can follow him on Twitter at BTXJ. If you fancy yourself a football nutcase like myself, I absolutely do not understand why you aren't listening to the Therese Paler Show, which runs every Monday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. We're your football station, and you can't get a better football show in this town right now. Therese is joined by Ron the Show Hughley and Josh Vernier every Monday. And tomorrow night, you can catch them at Danny's Bar and Grill. That's 10940 Parallel Parkway in Kansas City, Kansas. Danny's Bar and Grill. The Therese Paler Show 
I, I'm serious. Like I, I am a football nutcase uh, to the to the point where football, like, basically has ruined my last three relationships, and I'm perfectly fine with it because I love football that much. But the Terrence Paler show, there just isn't a better football show in town right now. That and the Arrowhead Pride tailgate, those are the two best things that we have going in Kansas City Sports Radio right now. So you guys got to get tuned into those. Coming up next, we'll get back into some more matchups. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. Thank you very much, our good friend Brian Johnson, for joining us in that last segment. Coming up this evening, 520. The Arrowhead Pride Tailgate presented by Albright Buick GMC Cadillac. Our guys Pete Sweeney, Mike Wickett. They are going to get you ready for this monster Sunday night matchup in New England. Chiefs are 5-0. and no, tw- no quarterback under 25 has won up in New England. They're like 0-23. So this is the biggest test so far of Patrick Mahomes' young career. I know everybody's going to say, well, he just beat the Jaguars. He keeps doing this every week. Yeah. I get it. He's a fantastic player, but this game is a little bit different. A little bit different when you've got a team that's owned the NFL for the last 20 years. So, this is a very fun matchup tonight in New England, but the way you get ready for that is by being locked in right here for the Arrowhead Pride tailgate that starts at 520 and takes you right up to kickoff. Let's get back into some matchups and try to get get these knocked out. <laughs> Chicago at Miami me and Brian talked about this a little bit Ryan Tannehill is questionable supposedly now he is doubtful he's got an AC joint sprain uh if he doesn't play Brock Osweiler is going to get the start and man you just don't want any part of the Dolphins in this one whether Ryan Tannehill plays whether Brock Osweiler plays you just don't want any part of the Dolphins in this one Kenny Stills is the only guy who's startable right now for this team anyway he ain't lying. and he's boomer bust like he, he he's he's a boomer bust pick going against the highest scoring fantasy defense in the chicago bears who are also coming off of a bye so they're healthy they're rested they're the best defense in football right now just don't play any miami dolphins especially not their running backs because frank gore's 75 years old and Kenyon drake's just not very good for the bears Mitch Trubisky coming off a of bye week, coming off a six-touchdown performance against the Bucks. Eh, I'm not banking on Mitch Trubisky to ever throw six touchdowns in a game ever again, and he really shouldn't be a weekly starter anyways. At most, Mitch Trubisky at this point in his career is a bye week filler, so I'm leaving him on the bench as far as the running backs go. Talked about this a little bit with Brian, too. Jordan Howard was pretty quiet in their blowout victory against Tampa Bay. Now, That's concerning because when you put up 48 points, you expect their lead running back to get some of those points, and he didn't. Now, I don't think you should be wildly concerned about Jordan Howard because of his running style and because of what he does for them. Like, I think he's always going to be in the mix, and Tariq Cohen is just too little. Like, he's just not a big enough player to be a guy who's going to take on an every-down workload. So it's not like Jordan Howard's going to lose a significant amount of snaps to Cohen. But Cohen's going to have some games like that here and there where he's just so wildly productive in the passing game. He might pace Jordan Howard in snaps a little bit, but I think Jordan Howard's got a very nice matchup today. The Dolphins' run D is one of the worst in the league. Howard had a down game, but I think this is where he gets back to it. Hopefully, 
The Bears get out early in this one. The defense is dominant, maybe forcing a couple turnovers. They can get out early, and then they will just feed Howard for the rest of the game. I really like him to get back, to bounce back today. As far as Allen Robinson goes, I'm a little bit more concerned with these Bears pass catchers because the Dolphins' defense has actually been very good against opposing wide receivers this week or this year. They've got a shutdown corner in Xavier Howard. And it kind of depends on what they do with him because Xavier Howard's an outside cornerback. Allen Robinson runs out of the slot a lot this year. So they may move Allen Robinson away from him, which would bode well for him in this game. If they don't, Xavier Howard has been absolutely lights out as far as Taylor Gabriel and Trey Burton go in this one. I'm not starting Gabriel. I think it's just too tough of a matchup, and I don't have a lot of faith in Trubisky. Burton, as far as tight end position goes, you might not have anybody better than him coming off of a bye. Decent matchup against the Dolphins. Probably starting Burton today. (laughs) Arizona at Minnesota. Let's stack this Vikings lineup today. Should be able to run the ball a little bit, although Dalvin Cook is only supposed to get like 30% of the snaps because he's still not 100% healthy. That means Latavius Murray might get some more work today. So if you're desperate at the running back position, Latavius Murray, who's available, which there's a very realistic chance that he is available in your league because a lot of people picked him up a few weeks back when Dalvin Cook was out, thinking that Latavius Murray was going to get a very big workload. He wasn't very good. A lot of people probably dropped him again, so Latavius Murray might be available in your league. So I'd probably go out and pick him up today because he's got a very nice matchup against a Cardinals defense that is one of the worst teams in the NFL against the run. So I would play Latavius Murray today. I probably wouldn't play Dalvin Cook again. You should play Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen without thinking about it. The only reason we're worried about Diggs is Patrick Peterson, who's quietly still having an all-pro year. You can run with Rudolph as the Cardinals are middle of the pack against tight ends, and we know that position's very shallow, so I'm giving Kyle Rudolph a look today. Vikings defense should get back to looking like the elite unit we're used to in this one, though. The Cardinals just don't have anyone you're scared of. Larry Fitzgerald's basically run around on one leg. He's a non-factor. The Vikings secondary is just too talented. George Iloka is actually getting the start today for an injured Andrew Sendejo. He's just as talented as Sendejo, so there shouldn't be a huge drop-off there. David Johnson, I know you probably have to start David Johnson in your season-long leagues because of where you drafted him because you probably don't have anybody better who's going to get more opportunity. But as much as this Vikings secondary has struggled this year, the Vikings defense has been absolutely elite against the run as they have for the past several years. So David Johnson probably not in for a big game today. And, you know, you're not starting Josh Rosen, period, right now. I, I don't think Josh Rosen has looked as bad as people are trying to say that he that he has. I think he looks very young. I think he's got a bad offensive line. And I think that he just doesn't have a lot of talent around him. But Josh Rosen should not be someone who is on your roster right now. What's his name? <laughs> What's what, that? What's Josh Rosen's nickname? I don't know. Does Josh Rosen have a nickname? I thought it was like the Hebrew Hammer. <laughs> well, I saw I saw him do that last week with uh, with another offensive yeah. player. I didn't know if that was actually his nickname, though. I, I mean, that's a good one. That That's better than Showtime. We'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. Practice squad coming up at uh, from 10 to 12. Dusty Likens. Indianapolis at the New York Jets. Colts' top three cornerbacks are questionable. Top three cornerbacks are questionable. And both of their starting safeties have potential to not play in this one. It's getting ugly on that side of the ball for the Indianapolis Colts, which is devastating because, as I told you a few weeks ago, the Colts' defense had actually been really good this year before it started getting ravaged by injuries. Like, like I am all on board 
for a team that has had a terrible defense for like 15 years starting to turn it around, and they did it by drafting guys. I mean, their cornerbacks are a bunch of unknown dudes who were late-round picks or undrafted guys, and their defense actually looked like it was surprisingly good until they started suffering a bunch of injuries. So, that being said, I'm really not all that... I I am playing some Jets players today. Isaiah Crowell, who was banged up this week. He's questionable, but he is expected to play. Blah, pal, if for some reason Crowell re-injures himself or re-aggravates anything, pal is the the go-to guy. So I'm playing both of them today because I think they're going to eat today. Robbie Anderson went off last week after I basically told everyone to drop him because he had been trash all year. But let's put this into perspective, though. He still only had three catches. Three of two of those catches just went for long touchdowns. So he wound up with like 130 something yards and two touchdowns last week. One of them was a 76 yard touchdown. I don't expect Robbie Anderson to do that every week. Like he's only getting three or four targets a game. He's just going to have some monster games like that because he's a deep threat. He's not a guy you can expect any kind of consistency out of. Now for the Colts, Eric Ebron appears to be playing. He, he was questionable all week. He's banged up. No Jack Doyle in this one. No T.Y. Hilton in this one. So Ryan Grant and Chester Rogers are, are your top wide receivers, and you can probably add them if you're desperate because Andrew Luck is throwing the football more than anybody else in the NFL right now because they can't run. Marlon Mack's expected to play. Neheim Hines has been very good out of the backfield as a pass-catching back. Jordan Wilkins can't do anything. Robert Turbin can't do anything. I don't want any part of that Colts backfield. Like, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Marlon Mack can get a little bit of love and, and finally show that he's talented because I do think that Marlon Mack is the most talented running back on that team, and I had faith in him going into the season, but he's just been so injured that he's not doing anything. So I don't really want any part of the Indianapolis Colts this week. I guess you're starting Andrew Luck just because of a volume thing and you expect that he's not going to be able to run the ball, so he's going to throw it another 50 times, so he's going to have an opportunity to get some touchdowns. (laughs) Carolina, Washington. Cam's been great this season. He's got a matchup against this Washington team that for a few weeks looked like it was an elite caliber defense, then got quiet after the last game in which the Saints were just going to beat whoever they played in that one. Uh, You can beat Washington deep, however. They've been beat multiple times this season over the top that doesn't really bode well for Devin Funches who is not a deep ball guy but they're faster smaller wide receivers that's a good matchup for them Greg Olson's expected back and he probably need his help as the uh, R's have been very good against the position and Greg Olson just when he actually has been healthy recently has not been very productive but he's still one of Cam Newton's favorite targets and tight ends just gross this year so you probably got to give him a look as far as Christian McCaffrey goes he's been better than I'll admit But Washington, even when they've struggled the past couple of weeks, they've still been great against the run. You know, Mark Ingram had two touchdowns against them last week, but him and Alvin Kamara had virtually no yardage because they've been very good at stopping the run. So I don't expect huge things out of Christian McCaffrey today, but he's still probably starting in your season-long league. As far as Washington goes, pretty much all of their starting wide receivers are questionable. And I think some of them are going to play. I have to double-check on that, but I I believe... Jamison Crowder is going to play, but they've got a couple other guys that are now doubtful. So it's getting ugly for Alex over there. They, they, they don't have much of a running game. Adrian Peterson's got like four injuries and apparently dislocated his shoulder in the game last week and then popped it back into place himself. And Carolina's just a very good defense. So Chris Thompson's also not playing in this game. So 
I'm not playing any Washington player this week. I know some teams are probably desperate and probably need Adrian Peterson, but Adrian Peterson is literally out there falling apart before our eyes. <laughs> Buffalo Bills at the Houston Texans. Bills defense has actually been really good over the past couple of games. Makes me a little nervous for Houston as Deshaun Watson is questionable, but he is expected to play. You're playing DeAndre Hopkins every week without question. I shouldn't need to tell you that. If Will Fuller is healthy and he's still a little banged up, he was quiet last week. He was he seemed like he was more of a decoy last week than he was actually the vertical threat that we're used to seeing. But if he is healthy this week, then I think you just have to start him because when he is healthy with Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller is a dynamic, game-changing wide receiver who just does nothing but score touchdowns. So I think Will Fuller has to be in your lineup if you believe that he is healthy. Uh, Kiki QT has been really good recently. He's more of a possession guy. He's not really a deep threat, but he is getting a ton of targets. He's getting like 10, 11 targets every game because the Texans can't run the ball, so they have to pass. Lamar Miller is terrible. Alfred Blue is their backup running back. They cannot wait for Deontay Foreman to get back and be healthy because he's the most talented running back on this team, second-year player out of Texas. As far as the Buffalo Bills go... Uh, I, you shouldn't play anyone for the Bills ever, really. I, I mean, I guess LaShawn McCoy because you expect him to get the work. But Houston just did a good job of slowing down Ezekiel Elliott. What do you think a banged-up LaShawn McCoy is going to do against them? <laughs> Rams at the Broncos. You should just start every Ram every week, I told you. And the Broncos have just been getting roasted lately. The first couple weeks of the season, they looked like they were a decent defense, not the same defense we were used to the past few years. And they gave up 200 rushing yards to Isaiah Crowell and let Robbie Anderson just absolutely roast them. This Rams team is the second most talented offense in the NFL, maybe the first most talented offense in the NFL next to the Chiefs, depending on which team you root for. But you should start every one of these guys. Cup and Cooks were in the concussion protocol all week, but they are expected to play. Start every single Rams player. As far as the Broncos go, Case Keenum might be on a short leash. There's rumblings of Chad Kelly if Case Keenum really struggles in this one. Philip Lindsay, he's getting the starter's workload now. He's not splitting as much time with Royce Freeman as he was for a couple of weeks. Philip Lindsay's got to be the guy that you're looking at in your starting lineup this week. And as far as their wide receivers go, I'm starting Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. I know Marcus Peters has been really banged up. That Rams secondary is banged up in general. No Aqib Tlaib. They're going. Case Keenum's basically playing for his job this week, so I actually like the prospects of Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. We still got a few more matchups. We'll try to get to those, but we got to hit a quick timeout when we get back Thursday night this morning. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back in, Fanballs Fantasy Football Sunday. My guy Dusty Likens coming up with the practice squad in a little less than 10 minutes. But it's time for Thursday night this morning. We take a look back at the Thursday night matchup and try to decipher what we learned from the game. Eagles look dominant against the Giants. I don't know that the Eagles are 100% back as much as the Giants are just a terrible football team. But I and the Eagles, I don't believe in Super Bowl hangovers necessarily, but we know how talented that team is. They are going to figure out, figure things out, especially in the NFC East, which is just terrible this year. Like they, 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 they should easily win that division. The only thing from a fantasy standpoint that we really need to take a look at here is 
The Eagles running backs, Doug Peterson, insists on using a running back by committee approach. They expect to have Darren Sproles back at some point. Wendell Smallwood, Corey Clement, both got had pretty good games on Thursday night. Smallwood seems to be a guy who's going to get into the end zone and they continue to use him. Clement should be the the starting guy, but he's been a little banged up. So Smallwood, so Smallwood's getting a lot of run, but Clement had a lot of carries in the second half of that football game. To be honest, I don't want anything to do with the Eagles running back by committee approach right now, but I know Brian said he's leaning towards Corey Clement if you had to pick one. I'm kind of leaning towards Wendell Smallwood. He just seems to be more active in the passing game, although Clement was very good in the passing game last season. So it seems like they've got three backs who can who can take carries, who can all be active in the passing game. I just don't really want any part of it. But try to finish off these matchups if we have time today, but let's get you some sleepers real quick. CJ Uzoma stepping in for the uh for the for Tyler Eifert whose season is now over after he suffered a brutal leg injury and he was actually actually fairly productive even when Eifert was there he was getting just as many snaps and he was getting some looks from Andy Dalton Steelers are the second worst team in the league in terms of tight end points given up so he's got a very nice matchup today and that can't be ignored as shallow position at tight end I have picked him up in several leagues and am starting him in multiple lineups as well as DFS lineups I really like CJ Uzoma today what about a streamer So I know I said Jameis Winston is not really a sleeper or a streamer today or a sleeper, I guess. But Jameis Winston's matchup is too good. It's just too it's just too good to not play him. Everyone scores points against Atlanta. And Jameis Winston. He might be an every week starter moving forward. Like if if you've got if you've got problems at the quarterback position, Jameis Winston's a guy that you need to seriously look at because there's just too much talent on that offense. And this week for my bus, as much as this one really hurts me, and I'm starting him in a couple of leagues because I don't have a choice. But Allen Robinson. Just doesn't feel like a good matchup this week for Robinson. I know the Dolphins aren't a particularly talented team, but Xavier Howard is quickly becoming a shutdown corner. I love Allen Robinson's talent, and I hope his talent shows up at some point, really, in Chicago. He's getting a lot of looks. He's getting a lot of targets. He hasn't had any monster games yet, but he's been solid. But the Dolphins have only given up three wide receiver touchdowns all year. I really just don't like Allen Robinson today, although I am playing him in multiple leagues because I just don't have a choice. As I mentioned, my guy Dusty Likens coming up here with the practice squad in just a few minutes. Arrowhead Pride Tailgate presented by Albright Buick GMC is coming up at 520. They're taking you right up to kick off of the Chiefs and the Patriots. Also, Arrowhead Pride Radio is back every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Our guys Pete Sweeney and Sean Barber Giving you an extra hour every Tuesday night of nothing but Chiefs talk because 610 is your football station. I didn't have time to get to a couple of matchups because I rambled and I do that. I tend I tend to do that each and every week, but we got a couple more minutes. So let's see how many of these I can burn through really quick. Baltimore at Tennessee. 
is my uh matchup of the week. I don't want anything to do with the Titans. They're just not good. They're just not fun. Like I, I just wish the NFL would kick the Tennessee Titans out of the league, if I'm being completely honest with you, because they're just not a fun football team to watch in any way, and I don't want anything to do with any of their offensive weapons this week as Baltimore's defense is one of the top units in the NFL. I don't love Alex Collins or Allen today because Tennessee, while they are terrible to watch, their defense has actually been very good. I don't love any Baltimore offensive player today, although John Brown has been a pretty solid weekly start if you're playing him, so John Brown's probably a guy that you're going to look at. Michael Crabtree, maybe a decent matchup, but I don't really want any part of this matchup in general. Chiefs at Patriots, I mean, it's simple. Start everybody in this game. If you have James White and Sony Michelle, I would probably play both of them in my lineups today because, as I mentioned earlier this week on Show and Vern, which you can hear from 10 to 2, I think the Patriots are just going to run the ball. The Patriots are a game plan team. They change their game plan every single week based on their matchup. Where and we, I know we say a lot of teams do that, but the Patriots actually do that and then stick to it. And I think that we're going to see a heavy dose of the running backs in this one. Sonny Michelle. He's got over 100 yards in back-to-back games. He should be able to run all over this Chiefs team. And James White is one of the best pass-catching backs in the NFL right now. And the Chiefs are garbage against running backs in general. They're also the worst team in the NFL against the tight end position. Rob Gronkowski should have a bounce-back game today. I also think that Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman can have big games today because I just don't think there's going to be any defense in this game. Josh Gordon might have a breakout tonight and really announce himself with the Patriots. You're starting every Chiefs player every week, including Tyreek. I know Tyreek's been quiet lately, and Sammy's actually outscored him in the past couple of games, but you should start every Chief every week. And the Patriots' defense isn't really that good either, although I do think the Patriots are just going to try to control the clock to limit the Chiefs' opportunities to score. Niners at the Packers. Don't play any San Francisco 49er right now. They're just they're just not good. They're just too injured. Matt Breed is hurt. Alfred Morris is the only guy you could really give a look to, but I'm not starting Alfred Morris with any type of confidence. As far as the Packers go, Aaron Rodgers goes without saying. Devontae Adams goes without saying. Stay the hell away from their backfield because Mike McCarthy hates fantasy football for some reason, and he refuses to give Aaron Jones an opportunity, even though Aaron Jones is clearly the best running back in that backfield. I think I got through every matchup. That was impressive. No, I think I skipped the Jags and the and the Cowboys. I did. I totally skipped the Jags and the Cowboys. Start TJ Yeldon, start Ezekiel Elliott, and stay the hell away from everyone else in that game because these are actually Dallas's defense is right up there with Jacksonville's defense this week. I bet you didn't know that. No one knows that because Dallas is a terrible football team and they're hard to watch. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's been Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. My guy Dusty Likens coming up next with the practice squad. Fancy. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.